0: Good morning, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. You tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. This is the Free Range Human Show of Choice. I guess I left that out of the intro there.
1: I think you said it already. Did I? Yeah, but that's okay. You can reinforce.
0: Free Range Human Show of Choice. Free Range (laughs) Human Show of Choice. Realest show on radio. Your daily dose of reality radio. (laughs) Welcome in. It is a uh, slow-motion Tuesday morning for myself. That is so true. And Therese, too, I believe. Yes. Oh, man, yeah. I'll tell you what. A Therese sat down and I said, we both sat down in the chair about a minute ago. Yeah. And I, <laughs> like, it was a struggle bus this morning, just not quite enough sleep last night. But um, we're here. We're live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram Studios at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza out here in Florida, Mississippi cut my mic up a little bit there we go and um we're gonna have a good show for y'all today tired or not
1: right therese, we're waking up as we speak
0: yes Yeah. my coffee my coffee is uh, almost empty so i'll be good to go
1: i've got about half a tub of diet dr pepper here that should wake me up
0: caffeine It's all that matters um therese what's going on in dark horse world
1: Oh, well, the news, of course, and then um, we're working on some new possible segments, one in which um, I will be interviewing first responders about their most memorable call, whether it's the toughest, whether it's the, you know, the one that influenced them the most, that kind of thing, and kind of what, the point of it's kind of what's your why. When you go through something or when you, you know, have seen these things, what's the thing that inspires you to continue to do this public service job? Um, So that is something that um, I'm, trying to nail down the first interview for that and it'll be a new series that we'll be doing um but then also right now um it's taken over everything but I am moving and you know moving is the worst but also when you're moving by yourself as a single woman who drives a sports car it is a a nightmare (laughs) so right now that's going on in dark horse world even though that is not dark horse that is me
2: Well,
0: that is still a pain in the butt. Yes. Uh, Moving as a single anybody with anything is a pain in the butt, but with a sports car, it's even worse.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've rented, let's see, at the beginning of it, I rented a U-Haul pickup truck to get some of the initial stuff gone, and then I rented a a 20-foot U-Haul, and then I rented a U-Haul van the other day, and I think I'm going to have to do another one today. Just, oh my gosh, but that's okay. I feel my core strength getting a lot better better as I pick up all these boxes and I'm sleeping on a mattress on the floor with my TV and a lamp right now in my my house that I'm moving out of, so.
0: Uh, Look, for the first month that I was in my house, it was just my mattress on the floor. So, -hmm. I mean, when I left the other situation, it was bare bones minimum stuff, so. My dogs took the couch. I took the mattress in the bedroom. (laughs) So it's, I've now, I now have my my couch on a box spring and a bed frame. I still don't have a headboard or a footboard or anything like that, but it's more, it's more uh, presentable anyway.
1: Yeah. I never would have thought that in my 40s I'd be reliving like the whole college experience. It's like the place I'm moving into isn't ready yet and I'm not ready to get out of here yet, but like all my furniture is gone. So here we are.
0: Well, and my mattress is so (laughs) heavy that. It's going to be a two-man, when I say two-man, I mean biological man, yeah. operation to take the mattress back off, to put the bed skirt under it to cover <laughs> to cover the box <laughs> spring, which, Right. which I did not think things out far enough in advance to go ahead and have that when they brought the mattress over.
1: Yeah. I wish I knew a hack for that, but there's not one.
0: It ain't, I mean, look, I have figured, because this mattress is so heavy. It's one of those IntelliBeds. Mm-hmm. It's so heavy that it would just tear yeah. if you tried to do it. I mean, it took three grown men to move that mattress, and, oh, wow. and uh, yeah, it was something else. I finally okay. had to call the people I got it from, a uh, mattress firm, I'm like, hey, I'm going to need some help moving this thing. Right. As I said, is there a hack or something for moving a big, heavy mattress? There's uh-uh. no hack. I was like, ugh.
1: That's the worst thing is that, like, okay, it's not the worst thing. Like, moving a mattress is a bad thing, but yeah. it's not the worst, so let me not overest- overestimate that, but... Point is, it used to be. I remember where there were handles on mattresses. There are not anymore. No, at least they, not the ones I've had.
0: They actually brought the thing that slides under it that does have handles. Yeah, it's like a, basically a big sack, and <laughs> it did make it somewhat more manageable. Right. But you're talking about a six, seven hundred pound mattress here, or something what? ridiculous our, like that. That
1: better be some really good sleep.
0: So as these mattresses have gotten bigger and more expensive, and all that stuff, they and I may, maybe, 500 mm. maybe maybe it's five hundred pounds. Maybe maybe it's four hundred, but it's dead weight. Right. Uh, which so it might as well be a thousand pounds. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you, it was. And then the van they brought wasn't didn't have like a a uh, loading thing, a, a scissor gate thing on it. Mm-hmm. So we had to lift it up enough in the front and get behind it. I mean, it was it was a chore to move this mattress. And right. anyway, very appreciative of the guys over at mattress. Uh, firm. They they hooked a brother up.
1: Right. This segment on moving trauma is brought to you by Mattress Firm. <laughs>
0: yeah, look. Above and beyond because it was after the purchase. I mean, well right. after the purchase. So I do appreciate them. But uh good folks over there. I right, look, I've been chomping at the bit to talk about this for shoot since f- Saturday.
1: Okay, what is it?
0: And uh I am so excited. What is it? FedEx ain't going to South Jackson no more.
1: Oh, I knew you were excited about that. I
0: mean, and look, and I got a text from a friend of mine that works for UPS Mm -hmm. this morning. I'm going to read that. She sent it to my Instagram. Let me pull it up real quick. She said, um, she goes, they are getting robbed. I had shared the video of me uh, mocking and ridiculing them over it. And she goes, they are getting robbed. So are we. Talking about UPS. Held a girl at gunpoint about a month ago and robbed her. And the package car. Kids from 12 to 16 years old doing it.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: So uh, don't be surprised when UPS pulls out, too.
1: Right. Well, and already, like, I know people with you know, delivery companies, and, and there, of course, have been pizza places and stuff like that, that that won't deliver to certain neighborhoods because of that very problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at these look at ride uh, rideshare drivers. There ain't no way in hell I'd go over South Jackson. Oh, yeah. I really, honestly, I, I know that Fondra and Bellhaven the— belt, Good parts of Jackson wouldn't go there either. I'm just going to stay out of Jackson with anything like that where you're blindly doing business with somebody you don't know.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a good – I mean, honestly, that's a good policy right now. I realize we're all buying stuff off Facebook and things like that. But I think now more than ever, anywhere you are – I mean, it's not just Jackson. But we don't know what to expect from people anymore. Mm -mm. Like, there's there's literally so much that can happen – It's like when the internet first got started and your mom was freaking out, like, don't talk to those people on the internet. That could be like a 50-year-old man who's trying to, you know, whatever. Well, that's where we are again. I think we've probably been here the whole time. Hey,
0: hey, look, I'm going to tell you what. One of my things when I promote LS Autoplex, you know, is we buy cars. Mm -hmm. Don't deal with the marketplace maniacs or the Craigslist crazies. Right. And that is not some fancy tagline that's real talk yeah you know mean, the, the remember the lifetime movie the craigslist killer
1: yeah well and you know it's like i can i can say that i've sold a, a washer dryer on um, facebook and i've bought a chair and things like that and i've been lucky the people that i have worked with have been great one guy was so nice he's the one that bought, bought the dryer and he texted me afterwards and he was like well i hate that you sold it to me for 75 dollars but I, you know, I just put in a five dollar part, and now I am going to resell it for one hundred and fifty. I'll cut you in. I was like, dude, that's nice, but I am, I am good. You bought yeah. it, you know. But that's, I mean, I am not going to say that's the exception. That's probably generally what people are dealing with. But if you get that one that's wrong, then you are a lifetime movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I recently bought uh, a <laughs> several pieces of furniture off of there and a car from a guy. I had a good experience. I mean, of course I did. He lived in Brandon, you know, not Jackson. But I, all joking aside, if you are. I would. There's no way in hell I would let my my girlfriend or wife or anybody else, daughter, no no woman in my life, go meet somebody on Facebook Marketplace, right? To do anything without without me there, right? And we're gonna meet in um, definitely not going to their house unless you know them. We're, if we're meeting somewhere, it's gonna be at a police station, right? Well, these are common sense things, but people aren't doing them.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think the thing is, and and Clay, you know, you know. Because you hear from from the public, and I know because I've been doing this job for a hundred years, but there are people out there that don't know what happens out there. Very You know, like, most of the world has no idea of the darkness they encounter every day that just doesn't activate on them. You know, so, like, you're doing your thing, you're not thinking anything about going to meet this guy that you're going to buy a socket wrench from, but here we are, you know. But the other thing, too, and and we can talk about this, I don't know where we are break time-wise, but... So we see a lot of these things with the marketplaces and whatever, where you're seeing somebody post a picture of this is my grandfather and his adorable dog and they've gone missing and we need to find them. I'm
0: trying to understand what the point of that scam is.
1: So allegedly what happens is they do that to run up all their views and clicks and shares and all that. And then they'll change it. So like then all of a sudden they'll change it to like a shoe ad. Because you can go in and edit your own posts, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I've never followed one long enough to watch that happen. But the thing is, if you see it in a marketplace and it doesn't have a contact number, if it's just help me find my grandfather or, you know, whatever, you can reverse Google image search those things and stuff like that. And and you'll find, you know, one of them, there was a kid that everybody in – the metro area was going nuts, sharing it. Please help find Jeremy. He went lost on his first day of school or whatever. I
0: know. No, I saw a kid with its, an autistic kid with his dog yesterday.
1: Yeah. And, and the, the one of the kids, like, the picture was from Japan. It was a stock image photo, you know. Yeah. I mean, just stuff like that. People just find a cute picture of something and like, oh, it's lost. Here's a wounded dog I, I found. Help me find his owner.
0: Well, what about the uh, – the, here's the one that gets my mom every time and all of my aunts. It's the cute house in Morton, Mississippi – got to rent it with my grandparents we need to find a good renter right now only five hundred dollars a month and yeah. i'm just and i'm picking Morton randomly here sure but it's always small town i'm like no that house ain't in that townhouse oh yeah it ain't happening right you know, then i'm renting it for 500 grandma didn't just die hey, come on
1: well Use, and, and there's always
0: a google street image photo too
1: Right. So and I I don't think we can I'm going to send you a link that we can look at during the break and see if we can talk about it. But there was a scam story that allegedly happened in Brookhaven that was out yesterday. And uh, and it was ridiculous. But I mean, it had a name of a, a road that is in Lincoln County, not in Brookhaven. Um, and then the story was just outrageous. So, of course, everybody's sharing. like, Oh, my God, did you know this happened? Well, the thing is, Lincoln County small enough that, like, I looked at it. I haven't lived there in probably 10 years, but I looked at it, and I was like, I don't know these people. And I already knew that it wasn't real. And then you start looking at the details in it, and it's like, no. But people were sharing it and passing it around and all that kind of stuff. So we need to be a little more careful about what we, what we pass around.
0: So there's a good, I say a good story. It's a terrible story, but it needed to be talked about, uh, about online dating and how bad it can go. And I want to get to that because mm-hmm. I think that's something that we've all, you know, in the in the last 20 years have dealt with is probably some type of online dating. And I'm sure we've all got a horror story. Typically yeah. Doesn't always end in murder, but this particular case did. So I think we'll talk about that on the other side of the break here. And I also want to talk about what you got there. So this is the Clay Edwards Show. Joined by Therese April, DarkHorsePressNow.com. We'll be right back live on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Watkins Construction and Roofing. I could read you all a generic little script here to tell you how great they are, but how about we go to their Google reviews? They got 568 five-star Google reviews with a 4.9 overall average. So uh, how about I just let satisfied customers tell you how great they are? This is from Ken Robinson, posted about a month ago, five stars says i own a small service company here in memphis my mother and father live near jackson they're elderly and need a roof repair i found watkins construction company online and i liked their website i contacted them and shan drove out listed the needed repairs was very knowledgeable and polite i agreed to have the repairs performed the job went smoothly and the watkins was uh, the watkins and watkins was very responsive to all of my needs I know what it takes to run a service company, and I realize Watkins Construction is truly professional and, qu- and a quality organization. I highly recommend them. And, uh, you know, some b- bunch of storms came through uh, kind of, what was it, last Friday, I believe, Thursday or Friday. So if you got any roof repair needs, hit up Watkins Construction and Roofing. For all your roof repair and roof replacement needs, com, locally owned, locally operated. Always giving back to the community, always supporting our law enforcement, first responders, and whatnot can't go anywhere there's an event for them and not see the watkins folks there out uh showing out and uh doing their part we uh we did a back to blue event back over the summer august, august september somewhere in there and the watkins folks were set up next to us giving away free barbecue burgers and more so they're good folks man really i mean that known them for a long long time worked with them known them grew up with them just can't beat them that's watkins construction and roofing all right therese yes before we move into scams and all that, what is there? This is a redundant question. We've talked about it till we're blue in the face. Okay, that, let's, let's circle back to FedEx and UPS right. or FedEx and Jackson. Right. I see no way out. I, I see, I see no. You know, we talk about free range human show of choice. Jackson is turning, especially South Jackson, and parts of West Jackson and North Jackson. Really, all the damn place. Or turn into a free range prison.
1: I think you know, it, and I realize it's such a touchy subject, but I'm going to come back to leadership needs to do better mm-hmm. because ten years ago it wasn't like this. It wasn't like this under Harvey Johnson. It wasn't like this under Lee Vance. It wasn't. I mean, you're like you can you can walk it back. And yes, Jackson has always been a place where you know you could expect a certain amount of crime. But again, for those who are not familiar with my credentials, um, I have been working in, you know, I've, I've, I've covered homicides in Jackson since 2010. And my first few years here, there was a year that I think the lowest that, that we've had since I've been here is like something like around 50 homicides. So to watch it go to 153 last year, um, I can tell you that, or the year before last, whenever that was, but I can tell you that it has gotten exponentially worse. And this is not just a, oh, it's always been bad, like some people want it to be. Yes, it is bad everywhere. That's another thing we hear people say, well, it's not just here. It's bad everywhere. True. But let me tell you something. A lot of the pushback right now that we're seeing across the country from the federal level, from the state level, and from the local level against law enforcement and impeding their ability to do their job um, is, is making a lot of this happen. And then you go to Jackson, where it is almost impossible for JPD to do their job, not just because they're, they they have low numbers, not just because the, the people that, you know, the criminals are not afraid to steal the tires off their vehicles, but also because we have a system that will indict you even when all the evidence says you were not responsible for the death of someone in your custody as a Jackson police officer.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. <clears throat> Got a text here on the Guns of Your text line. Uh, unknown texture says, here you go. All of these will be out in five years for murder. Notable sentences from the Hines County district attorney's office last week. Kenyatta McGee sentenced to 30 years, uh, to sentence to 30 years to serve for murder. Stefan champion sentenced to 24 years to serve for murder after pleading, uh, on the day of trial. Jaquia Thomas sentenced to 30 years to serve for murder following jury trial. Hashtag smart justice. Hashtag Owens for D.A. I wouldn't vote Jody Owens a doll catcher.
1: So what happened to life sentences? Yeah. And what happened to the death penalty?
0: No, oh, exactly. You know, what happened to all that? And and again, as long as you're out there prosecuting innocent police officers, I would not vote for you. I would not... He. You know, we charge politicians to come on this radio station and talk. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't take his money to come on here and spew that nonsense. Yeah. Like, not on the Clay Edwards show.
1: Well, and and without too much, let me just say, you know, two high-profile cases we've talked about in the last couple of years are the Greta Bully case. Um, as it came out in court, she shot a homeless man, went and got a different gun, came back and shot him again. She ended up with an ankle monitor. She got yeah. to go home. Ankle monitor.
0: And it's going to be interesting to see where the Napoleon Edwards case goes, too.
1: Right. And How then, much
0: information does he have?
1: Right. Exactly. And then you've got Anthony Fox, JPD officer, has a stellar record, never been in trouble on the job. Nothing like that. Um, a guy dies in custody after swallowing cocaine. And you know what? That evidence didn't get to come out in court. Every time they started to bring that up, the prosecution would object and the judge would sustain.
0: No, no different than no different than George Floyd, you know, swallowing all that fentanyl. No,
1: no. Different than George Floyd. You think? Yeah. Oh, it's different situations completely. No. <laughs> Let Let's don't put... Those two together, but but the fact is, yes, he swallowed this cocaine, and he had some other problems that were going on. The they had four, not four, but yesterday I got another piece of paperwork. Five doctors that said that the actions of these police officers had nothing to do with the death of George Robinson. And the there there were three that were indicted. Two of them had their case thrown out by Faye Peterson, Judge Faye Peterson, who also wrote as a sitting judge that the case was illegally divided. So when the three wanted to go to trial together and the circuit clerk's office broke Anthony Fox's case away from the other two, that was illegal. It is up to the defendant to request for that to happen. But the circuit clerk's office did it for them. And then the judge, Judge Adrian Wooten, would not allow them to reconsolidate the case. So we can go from there. But the point is, Adrian Wooten is also the same judge that put Greta Bully back out there on the street with nothing but an ankle monitor. And we've got Anthony Fox now sitting in prison with manslaughter as his conviction after a jury went to deliberate for 12 hours and never asked one question. After being told if you think this man would be alive, if he hadn't encountered the police, you must convict. Well, now
0: you know, I know, he knows, she knows, everybody knows this is about those lawyers being able to sue the city's insurance provider and get the money, get their get their get their weight up, you know. Uh, what's the, I ain't gonna say the lawyer's name because I don't want to get sued here. But we all know who the attorney was. We also know that he's the one that uh, paid for Wooten's uh, law school allegedly, and it's just he just threw a campaign fundraiser for what right before this trial.
1: I think it was. It may have right been between after? the sentence, the trial, and the sentencing, or right after the sentencing. I don't remember. I mean, just,
0: it. it just reeks of nasty. It's just nasty.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he was sitting in the courtroom during a couple of the the days. Well, one of the days during the Fox trial, and then a few of the days during the other trial, which was thrown out, as we said. Um, across the board, guys, we can't. There are people in the judicial system right now in Heinz County that we can trust, but as a system itself. And again, I'm not just saying this to be shocking or to be um, sensational, but based on my career of watching these things happen, you know, we can't we can't rely on our justice system in Jackson in, in Hines County to do what's right. And you know what that that's an insult to me as someone who grew up believing in you know the process. I've always believed let the process do its job and, you know, things will come out the way they're supposed to. Now, on a grand scheme of things, what's God's plan? I don't know. Things are turning out the way they're supposed to because I believe God works things to his, you know, his glory. But anyway, all that said, you know, we've got we've got a whole lot going on and and it's not looking good for the good guys these days.
0: No, it's not. And to clean up my last statement about the judge and the lawyer and the insurance company, I was referring to I know you know this, but I'm referring to the the air quotes in the studio, the victim's family, their attorney, who absolutely is going to sue the city of Jackson for wrongful death, they're going to get money, and then and Anthony Fox, just collateral damage. Also, right. they can get money and look woke at the same time.
1: A very good man sitting in, in prison right now. And the thing is, you know, at one point... um Not at one point, at a few points. But when I was in the courtroom covering the case, the judge called the attorneys to the stand to tell them that I wasn't a real reporter. Regardless of what all my years and awards and experience and everything is, I'm not a real reporter because I have pictures of myself and Anthony Fox on on my Facebook because we're friends. In the world that we live in today, in this metro area, just like the judge and the attorneys and everybody else are connected, yes, I do know most of the cops. Yes, I've written about dozens of my friends that are cops in both good and bad situations. That's how it's going to go. And I'm telling you right now, just like if you ever saw the movie Cookies Fortune, which was set in Holly Springs, there was a guy accused of something and his buddy kept saying, I know he didn't do it. And they'd say, why? And he'd say, because I went fishing with him. And that was like, because I know him. Yeah. And I can tell you, I, I know Anthony Fox's heart, but that's not even what it's about anymore. The evidence bore out that he did not kill this man. The testimony bore it out. All of the testimony bore that out. But still, he sits in prison, and we're not sure what happened in the jury room.
0: Well, they used to say I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6, but I, th- I think I'd like to take my chances with uh, with uh, being carried by 6. Right. All right, let's take a break real quick, come back, decompress a little bit. Let's get... Well, I say decompress. Let's talk about uh online dating going terribly wrong.
1: <laughs> Just as bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> People killing folks on online dates. All right. This is The Clay Edwards Show, joined by Therese April, com. We'll be right back live in the Matt Kiker Flowood Studios on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to The Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Mercy House Teen Challenge Automotive Center down there in Crystal Springs, Mississippi. Are you looking for a good, affordable, pre-owned vehicle? Uh, good credit, bad credit, no credit? Mercy House Teen Challenge is going to be the spot for you right there in Crystal... Their auto center right there in Crystal Springs. They have... the First, they're a 501c3. Sure. So all the money goes 100% to... Well, I mean, after paying the bills, obviously, mm-hmm. goes to getting uh, men, fathers, back in the homes uh, to their recovery center right there in Georgetown. And I'm gonna have Matthew Milliman that runs the whole operation on tomorrow. Okay. And we're gonna talk about it in detail, but <clears throat> but they do finance there. They they if you're looking for a good cash car, it's the way to go. And here's something that's cool. They also say you've got a car running or not that you know maybe it's worth five hundred bucks, maybe it's worth Three thousand bucks, you can donate that car to them, mm-hmm. running or not, and you'll get the tax write off for the full value, right? Of it, I'm I'm gonna tell you as a 1099 guy who has to pay at the end of the year. Um, if I can donate something that I might not be able to sell, but for a thousand dollars, but I can get a tax write off of three thousand dollars, right? Which one do you think I'm gonna do? Exactly. You know that that's real money. Mm-hmm. I mean, for somebody that pays in that pays in not gets free money back, yeah, so consider that uh mercy house teen challenge uh I'll have all their information available for you reach out to me i uh, I don't have the website in front of me uh i lo- I left my folder with all my with all my ad notes he that, left at his work. homework at home <laughs> I, I, left my, <laughs> I left my backpack with all my stuff in it at the dealership yesterday, and I'm kind of freewheeling it a little bit today. But Mercy House Teen Challenge, they're on Facebook. You can't miss them. Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center, it's all on Facebook. And again, if you have any questions, reach out to me. And i like to say, I, I get a ton of people at Ellis AutoPlex that ask us about, do we finance? And we don't, we don't do in-house we not do finance in there. But uh, I have no problem directing you. To somebody that does, because we've all my my credit has hit a Jackson sized pothole before.
1: Absolutely, we've all had that yeah, happen. It,
0: it, life in the and big if you city. haven't,
1: like I don't know how you did it, but God was with you. <laughs> yeah,
0: guys, no, so you 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 said no more times than I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, look, it it happens. Don't be ashamed of it. Uh, just get back on track and get you a good vehicle from some good folks and know that it's going to a good cause. That's Mercy House Teen Challenge. All right, Therese. Yes um we've both been recently single some over the previous few years yes um with the exception of my uh my speaking of hitting a jackson size pothole (laughs) my my marriage uh was a was like hitting a pothole um let's see here so you know online dating
1: sure which i I have to say up front i don't do well but i'm familiar with my friends that
0: okay well what do you consider online dating
1: So, I mean, apps, meeting people on Facebook, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Um, I know that it's a very normal thing, but for some reason, I always just had this aversion. I don't want to date somebody I don't know. So I'm very old-fashioned when, like, I want to know you. I want to know what makes you tick. I want us to be friends first, all that kind of stuff, which is probably the reason that I'm still single. But dating online, everybody does it, and there's nothing wrong with it. But I just just personally can't.
0: Okay. So, I mean, but... Say somebody you know slides in your DM Okay, and they ask you want to hang out. Is that online dating?
1: If I already knew them outside of Facebook, no.
0: Okay. All right. So kind of clear clear that up a little yeah. bit. Like I remember I've got some friends that, that met on com that are still married, mm-hmm. you know, like when that was a thing. Yeah. And I remember thinking that was kind of, okay, that's kind of weird. Right. But they were ahead of the curve, you know, because so many people do it now. It's like, well, okay. where, where else are you supposed to meet? The grocery store? Church, you know, or wherever you're like. Uh, the greatest meets are when somebody introduces you, okay. like a, a friend, a referral. I had a buddy of mine hit me up the other day and he asked, ask, uh, he asked, did, did, did my friend have any friends? And yeah. he, he was like, you know, he's like, the best way to meet people is through the referral. I'm like, oh, that is the best way. That's the old fashioned way. Right. Unfortunately, that. Uh, it's just hard to do that nowadays.
1: It is very hard. And it's it's people's schedules. And it's the fact that, honestly, if we're being real, people are lazy about it now. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to go, like, meet you and then figure out if we're going home after that. Not like... Hey, in the old days, you remember, like, they would come and they would call on you in your parlor, which I realize that I sound like my grandma when I say that. But, I mean, it made so much more sense. Like, talk about the little stuff. Get that out of the way. You know, go have an experience together. (laughs) That's the other thing people are not doing is face-to-face experiences. Sitting across from you in a coffee shop or at a bar is very much different than going hiking with you or, like, you know, I don't know, just something crazy like when it's Christmas time, going to see Christmas lights. Stuff like that needs to happen so you know the inner workings of this person that you're about to get involved with. Courting. Courting, yep.
0: All right, so here's a story here. This this is on WLBT. It's about a Madison County mom who is now having to raise her grandchildren because their father killed their mother. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of reading through. This happened in Florida last year. I remember the guy was a bodybuilder. She was a pretty blonde and he burned yeah, her, burned her body. I remember this. And I just remember seeing that because, God, what a waste, you know, of just a good human life for no reason other than just jealousy. Right. And what, as I read down through here a little bit, and y'all can find that story on WLBT. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's kind of long. But as I was reading, it said they met on Christian Mingle.
1: Of course they did. Of course they did. And
0: that just jumped right off me, off the page to me. <laughs> it's like. The Christian Mingle crazies.
1: Look, when I when I lived in Brookhaven, I had a friend and she was one of those like kamikaze. I'm going to date everybody until I find the right one. And and sometimes she had some real doozies, but she got on Christian Mingle and she had been on a couple of the other apps, too. And she was like, you know what? The worst ones are on Christian Mingle. Oh, yeah. And she said it's because they they feel like you're going to be naive enough to believe them when they do their good guy routine. Yeah. Which is not fair to the actual good guys that are trying to date on a Christian Mingle, yeah. you know.
0: Well, like I, I remember before I got married, you know, my mom was like, "You yeah, know, you ought to meet a girl from church." And I'm like, "I'm just going. This is no knock on church. Right. I'm just no, going to be honest not. with you. No. But what I'm about to say here is this is just truth. That after going to church for a while, consistently, religiously, you know, like it was a competition to see who could be in there and they the most. Yeah, there was no way I was dating a girl from church. Yeah, I just there was no way. Now I, I'm not saying I don't want to be with somebody and go to church with them every week. Right. I'm just saying that I didn't need to meet another broken person.
1: Well, and the thing is, like I, I love the idea of meeting somebody at church um because that's a safe, I say safe environment. I mean, physically safe. That's not what I'm worried about. But like you know, that's supposed to be somewhere where like we're here because of shared beliefs and whatever. um But you know, it's like I, I think back. There were a couple guys. In my life, in, in my history, that went to church, to my church to go there because I was there to try and, you know, I, I don't know, work their way in, I guess. But in one of oh them... Oh, my God, you got a
0: church here. Yeah, like, no oh, I'm
1: going to come visit your church. But one of them, it was like we were sitting there and, and the pastor was talking and he said something about, you know, everything works out. Or I can't remember what the pastor said, but this guy says, sitting next to me under his breath was like, BS. Only he said the actual words. And... I've got all kinds of opinions on like God and you know, I don't think he gets mad at us for cussing and all that kind of stuff. But it's like I just looked at this guy and at that point I was like, he's not he's not here because of God. He comes in and he sits next to me for an hour and then like wants to talk. And I don't know. It I think in these this day and time, if you can meet somebody at church, that's great. But it's just like everywhere else. Everywhere you're going to meet people with other type ideas, you know, of I how think, they want it to be.
0: So I think what did it for me was, and and yes, agree with everything you just said there. Yeah. What did it for me was my mom in one, one of her small groups, which those things are, can, can be a bit of a cult. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of small groups at church. To each their own. Don't don't shoot me with your arrows right I've been now. In some I good just ones, not yeah. just not for clay. I like big church, go get my Jesus on, hear the praise team do their thing, hear the preacher stomp my feet, clap my hands, you know, all that stuff. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Small group, not so much. Um, there was a girl in my mom's small group, and uh, she was single, and my mom just thought she was fired up for Jesus and, and thought that we, would, we, we should explore uh, being more than friends. I don't remember the girl's name now. But uh, there was another guy at the church who ran the Celebrate Recovery part, and he had about half his teeth were missing and he thought him and this girl were dating. And so he decided to lambast me. I was part of the celebrate recovery team sure. that, that launched it at the church. And he decided to kind of lambast me in front of everybody. He said, how can he just randomly asked in front of the things that like, clay, how can you be a used car salesman and a Christian? I was, oh, like, wow. I was like, well, you're a shade tree mechanic. Literally.
1: Uh-huh. How
0: can you do that and be a Christian? Right. And, um, I got so mad over that I quit going to church for about a year right and I was like cuz this guy thought that I wanted in on this girl sure which I had no interest in from a multitude of reasons number one being didn't find her attractive Mm. number two I'm not gonna date anybody my mom hooks me up with (laughs) sorry mom (laughs) uh and uh, number three I didn't find her attractive sure yeah, the, 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 I have to be attracted to somebody, right? And that, I have, that's the first thing for
1: me. I have so many thought trains that came off everything you just said, but let me let me zero in on this one. People who try to hook you up by saying like, "I've got this friend, I want to hook you up with," I get uncomfortable because what that does is, if you are my friend Clay and you're like, "I got a buddy, I want to hook you up with," I'm like, "Okay, you know the natural progression. Who is he? Tell me about him. Let me see his picture. Whatever." At any point, you have now put me in a position to be like, I'm not really into your buddy, you know. And then, like, what does that do to our friendship? Or, like, you know, what if what if he does something, like, sketchy? And I'm like, no, he touched me funny or whatever. And all of a sudden, you're in a bad position. I'm in a bad position. Your buddy's in a bad position. But the worst part is, you know, when, like, so so here's, okay, before I keep going on this because <laughs> I have strong thoughts. But the answer to that is, hey, Teres. We're going to the bar tonight, me and some friends. You want to come with us? And then if it organically happens, excellent. But when you do this whole, like, my buddy thinks you're hot, I think we should set y'all up. No. No. I'm running for the door. I don't care if he's, like, John the Baptist. Like, I'm out.
0: (laughs) Well, and then the other part that I I failed to mention there, uh, number four, outside of twice, I think you had to be attractive. I had to be attracted to you. Um. Was I, was I was like man I'm not I'm really enjoying going to church here I don't want to screw this up right. by dating somebody kind of like a coworker kind right. of thing I don't want to screw this up by by dating somebody from church and it not work and that ended up being still ended up being the case when I got mad about what happened in the Celebrate Recovery room and mm-hmm. I didn't go to back to church for a year right you know I was like well uh, the same end result
1: mm-hmm. ended
0: up happening and, uh, you know, whatever. But, again, not dating anybody I meet at church. But right. your, your boy's good. I ain't worried about it either way. But it, it all worked at, It all worked itself out. Yes. So back to church. Happy life. Can't go wrong. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break real quick. Come take back land the first hour. <laughs> we, got, look, we got a ton of Guns and Gear text over here. I promise you I'm going to read them. You guys have – I hadn't even mentioned the Guns and Gear text line. seven six nine two four one. 1944, we got Derek on hold on the phone line. Derek, stay there. I'm coming to you when we get back from the break. This is The Clay Edward Show with Therese April. Dark Breaking rules when necessary. Therese, let's, yes. uh, let's go straight to Derek. He's been on hold for a minute.
1: Yeah, right? hey, Derek.
0: Hey, Derek, you're on there, brother.
2: Hey, man. Real quick, man. I don't think I got enough time to make my point, but I don't know if it's cultural, but in the black church, the women only run there because because they have an issues. And they never really get help for them, so you definitely don't want to date them from church. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, they they like to mask their problems. They come off as self righteous and self absorbed, quite contrarian. And Therese, I'm sorry, I I love you dearly, but you every time you talk about dating you're starting to sound a little contrarian too.
1: Emma? What am I saying? Well,
2: you know, it seems like every time we talk about dating There's so many things that's just just do's and don'ts and just like little nitpicky stuff. And that's kind of coming off contrarian a little
1: bit. Well, I think for me, it's, I mean, you know, everybody's got their things. I
2: don't don't want to sound disrespectful. No, no, you don't.
1: No, you don't at all. And and I probably need to hear that. But, you know, I'm actually super laid back, but I've also gotten walked on because of that. And so, yeah, you start to to draw lines like, nope, if you do like this, I've had that hurt me a hundred times. So... That's a that's a deal breaker. You, you get know, a I,
0: kind of thing. You can get jaded.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, is, what, is what
0: ends up happening.
2: I, I just want to give a quick success story real quick. Um, friend of mine who's in. She's in her late fifties, I think, early sixties. She was the same way, and I told her, and, she, and she's in the ministry. And I said, Well, can you do me a favor? She was like, What's that? I was like, Please don't become a contrarian. Don't be one of these self-righteous, self-absorbed Christian ladies that just become men repellent. And she was like, What do you mean? And I had to point it out to her. I said, Man, You know. Um, Go in there and not, don't bring, you know, hurts from the past and then put them off on the next party. I said, give, them, give people a chance. Meet them where they are. And if it doesn't work, so what? You know, at least she did it with dignity. You know what I mean? And she just got married last week.
1: Well, Told great. me that
2: when I went to Rosa. Good she,
1: for her. Good. Yes,
2: that's awesome. And because she finally gave somebody a chance and not try to find every reason to repel them. Hey, Amen. Derek, we got to take a break, brother. I don't want to sound mean, Therese, at all.
1: No, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate
0: you, Derek. All right. All right. We got about 30 seconds left here. Yeah. Hey, look, it is easy to come across as uh, tired.
1: That's what I am. It's, it's, I'm tired.
0: It's just tired. I'm tired tired of BS. I'm tired. And, uh, you know, I just don't want to do this no more.
1: Yeah. And you can ask any of these guys that screwed me over. I'm really easy to deal with. And that is the problem.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, I was like, I've I've been on this train that's run off the track a couple of times now. I know what causes it to run off the tracks, and I would yes. like to avoid running off the tracks again.
3: <laughs> exactly. Hi,
0: right, this is The Clay Edwards Show with Therese Abel. We'll be right back after this news break on 103.9 WYAB. Welcome back into the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is The Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. We're live in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios with Therese Abel, from DarkHorsePressNow.com. Therese? What's Good going morning, on?
1: everybody. Good morning.
0: Hey, why don't we tell the folks about our friends over at Mac Hike of Flowery? I love
1: Mac Hike.
0: Yes, yes, I get to
1: go there every Friday and do a Facebook live, and it's always fun.
0: It is. I've got their website pulled up here. Uh, did you know that they will beat any other dealer's advertised price by up to five hundred dollars if you bring them a written offer?
1: Yes, and y'all, that's that's awesome because like you find that car you like and you find it somewhere cheaper, you can still go to Mac Hike and use the fact that they can help you get financing. Almost no matter what your credit score is. I mean, there's all these different things that they do there that make them special and above, you know, everybody else. And now they'll not only match the price, but they'll beat a competitor's price by up to $500.
0: And they're the home of the 399 car payment on select models. And they'll get you in and out of there in one hour once you have picked your vehicle. Right. You know, keyword there, because you can spend a couple hours test driving, going through all oh, the yeah. options. You get a good salesman. They're going to walk you up and down the trim levels, make sure you make the right option. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some people don't think about it. You, uh, you'll go to your, your car shop and you get all excited. You're, you're licking the paint, as we yeah. like to call it. Yeah, And <clears throat> you, just, you, you just buy that one. Well, then, you know, a couple of days later, you realize, well, this might not have blind spot monitors. This one might not have heated seats because you bought it in the summertime and who needs heated seats in the summer? Right. I got a friend lady, a friend girl that does. She, she keeps it hot all the time. But <laughs> um, other than that, other than that one weirdo, uh, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyway, you know, there's little things. Like I sold my mom uh, a car one time, mm-hmm. a, a RAV4. And I can't remember what it was. Oh, I remember what it was that it didn't have. It didn't have automatic headlights.
1: Oh, gotcha, yeah. She didn't
0: talk to me for a month. Oh, wow. I ended up having to buy, no, it, was, it wasn't the RAV4. No, it was the RAV4 because she got a camry i ended up buying that from her and then she got the rav4 it didn't have automatic headlights and she was she, she was mad at me over that so i made sure from there, that point forward to make sure the vehicles had auto headlights or not yes for, but it's little things get you a good salesman make sure you got all the the things that are important to you and uh then once you've made that decision sit down and move forward. And They got some great sales. I saw that another buddy of mine, Robert Kemp, is over there now.
1: Yeah, and I've yeah. known Robert
0: for a long time.
1: Oh, and he's busting his tail. He, I mean, he is working hard. It's, it's fun to watch him post.
0: He he posts something like, on Facebook the other day, like a forerunner, and I'm just I love forerunners. Uh-huh. So I just anytime I see a forerunner, you're getting a like out of Clay Edwards. He slid right in my DMs. He said, "Hey man, come on come that forerunner's nice. Come on and buy it." <laughs> Cause I ain't buying a 4Runner right now, brother, but right. uh, I, I, I respect the hustle.
1: Yeah. No, and that's, I mean, I was out there one day talking to him, too, because we had done a, a Facebook Live, and I was talking about how I might want to sell my Mustang, and, you know, I've got my dad's Buick that I may want to do something with, whatever. And, like, he almost had me trade them to him for a new car on the, like, by the end of it, I was like, man, yeah. you're you're good at this. Like, I appreciate what you're trying to do. And, and as someone who has to sell myself, I, Wow um so i mean he's gonna work hard to get you a good deal that's for sure
0: and no, no doubt about it and there's some great guys Absolutely. Over there uh, kenji teddy ready teddy McRaney's over there and um, there's a bunch of others whose names i you know just don't know uh, yeah um bunch of folks over there <laughs> of course the management team's top notch you got Corey parker their new guy matt you got abe morris uh hunter i mean there's just mm-hmm. a good solid team of folks over there That are going to get you taken care of.
1: Yeah. And, you know, their their, um, commercial says, you know, now you know a guy. And the thing is, like, you may think that's just a commercial, but these are the people exactly like the ones who go to your church, who live next door to you, you know, who are in your Rotary Club or whatever you're in. You know, it's, it's kind of, like I said, it's fun to go there because even if you don't know them, they're just like the people that you do know.
0: Well then, hey, if, even if you don't need a car, they do have the service department too. I'm just looking on the website here. If you buy three tires, you get the fourth one for a dollar. I think is what it oh, says. Oh, that's nice. You know, so <laughs> I need to remember that. Yeah, buy three, get the fourth for a buck. So uh, go take advantage of that. Mack Hike of Flowwood. shop them online. Mack Hike cdjrf. dot com, and uh, be watching Dark Horse Press on Friday. They do a Facebook Live from there, and we're doing a, a phone call with them too. Yep. For the Edward Show specials of the weekend, so take advantage of those and be listening for those phone calls and Facebook lives. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So we've, we've gone down the dating train. It's always fun conversation. right? (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, I mean, look, it's been an adventurous, an adventurous year for your boy to say the least. It has uh,
1: been interesting to watch also.
0: (laughs) And, you know, kind of coming out on the other side of all of it. And, you know, as, as, as the dust settles with divorce and, uh, and all that, you know, so as I get back out into the wilderness, and you, you know, you go out with people and and whatnot, and what the thing that always um, I find interesting, or that I'm finding interesting, is when one relationship ends and another one begins, or whatever. You're out on a date, and people see you with somebody new for the first time, right? And it's it's, it's like seeing a deer in a bar, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it's like deer in the headlights. It's yeah. like. Like, like uh, you're out in the wilderness. You're out in the wild. Like,
1: who is this? Yeah. What is she doing here? Is that your sister? Wait, no, that's his girlfriend. That's his girlfriend. Hey, everybody.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. and it can create for some awkward moments.
1: It can. It you does. Know? And,
0: and when you got with, I'm sure you, you get it some, too, especially with a certain level of local celebrity and stuff. People see you with somebody, and they're like, well, who are they? You know?
1: Yeah. Well, and, and it's, you and I are kind of talking off the air. It's like you sit down, and you're talking to somebody, and next thing you know, everyone says you're together or they, you know, are talking about whatever that is by the end of it, you know, being single guys out there who are not single and maybe you wish that you were sometimes, no, is not worth the drama,
0: huh. you know? Or the, the, the my, my favorite line from over the weekend was, uh, Oh, is this your wife? I'm like, Nope.
1: <laughs> I was at a funeral and that happened to me one time though.
0: <laughs> I was like, apparently you don't follow me on Facebook or listen to the radio show.
1: Right. Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) Then you have to explain all that. So... It it's always good times, and uh, you know, the, the life and times of, of uh people being single in the 40s. And so we all we hang out. All of us tend to hang out a bit at the Gallows, sure. In Brandon, there it's, it's it's conveniently located where we live, and it's a block from my house, so it's, it's very convenient,
1: right? One of the bartenders is one of my good friends, and, yeah. You know, we've we've all just got people there,
0: yeah. So you know, it's kind of our little Cheers there in Brandon, yeah, exactly. And uh, what was funny is it's the same people in there every time you go. Mm -hmm. And everybody sits at the same table
1: Right Same places at the bar
0: And I'm a habitual people watcher Yeah You know So I I like to watch And see what's going on And and all that But a little free plug For the gallows there If you're in downtown Brandon Check it out
1: Absolutely And and the thing that I love too Is that because it's small And you do know everybody um, It has a more of an intimate feel Because like You know Every time you go in there You're going to see the same people They're going to become your friends You know Regardless of who you are Outside that bar you can sit there and you can have a good time with people that maybe are not in your usual circle. Um, but, you know, for me, like yesterday was kind of a weird, hard day because I'm trying to move a house into a tiny house and a home office. And I'm doing it by myself as a single female who, as we mentioned earlier, drives a sports car. So there's so much going on. And it was like I just had taken enough hits through the day and I did not want to go home and sit with those boxes. And so I went to sit at the bar And there were people there to talk to that, like, finally I had decompressed enough that I could go home and deal with the boxes. But to me, you know, there are people who say, well, you know, if you're worried about dating, why are you going to the bar? Don't you think that's the worst place to meet someone? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, sure, but it's also a place to hang out. You know, other people go home and hang out with their families.
0: Yeah, it, uh, no different than church. There's going to be broken people. There's going to be good 100%. people. One hundred percent. And you got to you got to use your best your best gut feeling on yeah. stuff. We have a call from somebody I did not expect to get a call from here on a uh, show talking about dating. Let's take a call from Thomas. Okay. <clears throat> hey Thomas, you on there?
3: Hey, let me ask you a question. Like, I think I don't know which one of you guys said Said it just a second ago about, you know, being single in your 40s. So what I wanted to ask you both, have you noticed that a lot of people are in their 40s are single?
0: Well, yeah, because oh, uh, yeah. over 50% of divorces fail.
3: Yep. I'm just, I'm, I mean, I'm, over fifty over
0: 50%, over 50% of marriages lead to divorce. I'm sorry, not divorces fail. But,
3: but a lot of people between the age of 40 and 49, maybe let's say 51, are getting divorces, and they are they either single or never been married? It's a lot of 40-year-old people that are single. Have y'all noticed that? Like oh, yeah. a lot of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, what generation is that? Like when we come down to the generation. That'd That's Generation
0: X. Gen X. Yeah.
3: Right. I heard a guy say that Generation X is the worst generation, and they don't, they're responsible for all the problems that we're facing in society to the to, to today, today. well, That's what the guy says. I yeah, was Generation X. If you think about it now, Generation X were the first people to kind of maybe, you know, the, the crack era. You know what I mean? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got some truth to what they're saying. Like Generation X is our people that were born in '65, and like that in in in, in '60s or whatever, '65 well, so to '77. By, the time, eight, by the time the crack era rolled in, they was in their early twenties. So they're the trendsetters of what's going on till still to this day with anything hip hop, anything culture related in America, when it's trickled down mm. to the younger people, I think that they're right that Generation X is by far the worst generation ever. And they started all this bull crap that we facing in America to this day. Well uh, that's why that's why I think they're single it screwed up. They were the first hoochie mamas. They were the first problematic people. Just think about it.
1: I see that, and I do think you know. And as we've come up, we've said that you know um, the boomers were the worst, and before that, you know, I think that I think that there comes a place where each generation graduates into you are the reason for all of the problems. But I, I do with Generation X. I mean, I can say undoubtedly we are the ones who don't emote and we don't talk about our feelings, and we, you know, we have this whole forget-it attitude. And I think that causes problems, and I think it especially hurts relationships, you know? Like, if right, I'm just going to suck it up and not talk to you about this, then we're going to have a problem in our relationship. Well,
0: we you know? were also the generation who who were most likely raised by... The first real generation that was raised by divorced parents yeah, and stuff and of that two nature. And two-income households and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, we, it was the generation of our moms going to work, too, Right, where the previous generation didn't do with that. So we were what they call what they call latch kids. Latch-key kids. L- yeah. Latch-key kids. You know, we were just at home, kind of raised ourselves after school, kind of left up to our own devices a little bit. And then of it, course it, we were it, the first generation it, of of kids. That, we were the first generation of kids in school with computers.
1: Right, that too.
0: Barely, but they were there. Like my home, ec, like home ec at Byram got switched to a computer lab. They did away with home ec and it came became computer lab. So
3: and and, and also the ones that older than y'all, like the ones that were born like a sixty five and yeah, and they, in the 60s, they were the first uh, people to be real but wildish. In like in the nineties, in their early twenties, they were wild as hell. Yeah. Bug wild, which we talk about the kids now, they bug wild. Okay, the Generation X was bug wild in the 90s. And like in 1990, 1991. They were wilding
1: out, doing yeah. all type of
0: well, the, stuff. They're the ones that invented Spring Break in Panama City.
1: That's true. Thank you. Thank
3: yep. you. Yep.
1: Thank you. That show I, Girls I, I, Gone I, Wild is ours too, unfortunately.
3: Exactly, girls gone wild. Wow. Autumn generation is born in the sixties and the early seventies. Y'all the worst people walking around us. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> Bye. Uh, I did get a text on the Guns of Gear text line that says, "Um, and I'm familiar with this." They said it's a we're, the, we're actually a, there's some case to be made that people born around seventy seven to 83 or what they call actually the smallest generation of people ever is, is, is zillennials. Z- yeah. Zillennials
1: or zillennials or whatever. They're yeah.
0: Called. G- Gen X zillennials mm. or whatever. And I'm just going to say I'm, I'm a Gen Xer. I'm at the tail end of it, but I am a Gen Xer. And, but I do really associate the Gen Xer crowd with people who were pro- more born in early seventies, the, the 60s, uh, eh. but folks born in early seventies to about 75 or to me, the real Gen Xers, the ones who were, um, I always think about like the that video when they had the World Economic World Economic Forum in Seattle back in the early '90s, and they were rioting and trying to burn all that down, thinking hippies, you know. But now I look back, I'm like, I would have loved to have been there burning things <laughs> down uh, with the World Economic Forum in America, mm-hmm. you know. So <clears throat> raging against the machine, yeah, all that. The people who were like 1920 when I was 15, mm-hmm. you know. To to me, I, I felt like I missed my demo by a couple years. Yeah. But I, and now that I'm 45 instead of 50, I'm glad that I missed it by a couple of years.
1: Right. I had a, a TA when I was in college that made us read the book Generation X mm-hmm. by Douglas Copeland. And I remember that I liked it, but I was 18 years old and I didn't really understand all the social you know, nuances and all that that I was supposed to be picking up. So you know, it, it, I remembered reading a book called Gen X. And then when all this talk about who's what generation and why we're all mad at each other and the time that everybody forgot that Generation X existed – um, i I went back to that but she was uh, probably 23 24 when she was teaching us and we were 18. Yeah. so to her this is our our generation as well but yeah same deal like I feel like she experienced it differently than I did more than likely well you
0: know I feel like too you can't write a book about Gen X while you're actually in the middle of your generation
1: <laughs> right. there, it,
0: there needs to be some retrospect yeah to some retrospective to it like now you could write a book about yeah I would Gen love X. to go
1: back and read Gen X now and see what you know or generation X the book now and see what it was that I read because I just remember like I read a book I remember I I kind of liked it. There were things that I thought were intriguing about it and that was it.
0: And you know what's funny too about the whole Gen X thing is we're also, I don't know if it was by coincidence or what, but in the 90s as Gen X was growing up, every bit of branding had an X in it. Everything was extreme and, Oh, I didn't
1: think about that. I yeah. didn't think about that being connected, but I guess it probably is.
0: Yeah, there's all, all, just all kind of X and marketing, and it was, yeah. was extreme sports, extreme this, raunchy this, raunchy, you know, Jerry Springer, girls mm-hmm. going wild, the X Games, right? All this stuff was. Let's how many X's that we can get into this marketing.
1: Well, and we say that about how everything was raunchy and whatever, but isn't it funny? Like you look at some of the stuff that's out there now, and it, we would have absolutely shut it down. Back during the Generation X time
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was Okay, so, like, Girls Gone Wild, for instance Those were commercials, you had to order the Girls Gone Wild Right, right You know, it wasn't just on my TV mm-hmm. You know, so there are a lot of little differences there Well, right.
1: and, like, there was an MC Hammer song That he got just slammed for And I won't go into the lyrics on the radio Because they were risque But compared to some of the stuff that's out there now That people just, you know, let their kids sing Like, we should have let MC Hammer off
0: <laughs> well, I mean, then you think back to like Two Live Crew and NWA, and I mean, true. they were talking about sexually, exp- extremely sexually explicit stuff that still to this day is extremely sexually yeah, I know, explicit. That's true, I, I guess know, so, there's a
1: difference between that and MC Hammer. <laughs>
0: yeah, so it was there. Right. I mean it was people were pushing the envelope and, uh, and and whatnot. So it was a fun time to be alive because we we were letting our guard down and we were. It, it was kind of like the sexual revolution of the nineties, but it was a digital sexual revolution. And
1: people weren't trying to kill us on Facebook Marketplace.
0: No, just AOL <laughs> chat rooms.
1: <laughs> right, true.
0: <laughs> All right, let's take a break, real quick. We'll be right back live at the Mac Hogg Fluid Studios. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Therese Abel of Dark Horse Press Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment. Going to be brought to you by Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Hey, look, man. Fan and Mart on the res, right there in front of the bowling alley. Such good pizza, y'all. So good. One of the best pizza places in central Mississippi is right there. And way more than just pizza. I mean, it's one thing to specialize and have great pizza, but they also have great burgers, great pasta. They have these little appetizers called dynamite balls. And imagine, for a second, if you will some pulled pork freshly smoked there on site not mm-hmm. not not out of a container right pulled pork you take a little bite of cream cheese you wrap the pulled pork into a bowl around that cream cheese and you deep fry it you pull it out and you drizzle a little barbecue sauce on it and then you eat it
1: <laughs> and there you are
0: and you can dip it in some ranch in or heaven. whatever and right we got some not too long ago and thought we'd just try one on the way home and we finished the whole dang thing before we got home and really didn't have any room for the pizza that we had, but we ate it. Right. It didn't go to waste. Right. And anyway, so you can enjoy that same satisfaction that I did uh, with some Dynamite Balls at Acme Pizza and Dacrys Monday through Sunday.
1: And if you got a sweet tooth, the tiramisu is out of this world. Like, that's my favorite thing when I go to Italian restaurants is like, I want to try the tiramisu. And theirs is awesome.
0: It is. I'm, I've heard great things. And look, Say you're not in the mood for any of that stuff. You just want to go get your drink on. Uh, Nine different flavors of frozen daiquiris, as well as a full service bar with a ton of high-end bourbons, tequilas, vodkas, all that good stuff. Whatever your heart desires, they got it all there. At Acme, Pizza and Daiquiris. It's open late. They open at 4 p.m., and they're open late, I think, to midnight, Mm -hmm. slinging pizzas, so you can get them them late. Get that late-night hankering Yep. You got your medical marijuana card, you got the munchies, whatever the case may be. <laughs>
1: and here I am over here like, so you're done at the bar, but you're still hungry.
0: <laughs> well, I mentioned the medical marijuana stuff because we have our Know Your Grow or oh, grow, yeah. grow Your No Show. That's with coming up. Kelly's Greens here from 9 to 10 today. We'll be talking about all the medical marijuana stuff. So, uh, man, uh, maybe we, we could use another sponsor for that show, uh, um, Acme. <laughs> hey, but anyway, <laughs> check them out, man. They're available on all major food delivery apps. They're open till four pm They open at four p.m. daily. Uh, go in, have a drink, try it out, try the will flavor. Try up to three of their twelve different specialty pizzas on one pie, or just custom build your own.
1: And at least on Friday nights, there's live music, and it's so much fun.
0: I think so, they're doing it on Saturday nights too. I, I think is what I saw. I think so too. So they're good to go. All right, let's read some guns in your text. Oh yeah, people, let's do. It. People have been on it this morning, so let's uh, let's see where we're at here. I'm gonna start at the top and work our way down. Okay. Thomas says, today's grandma twerkers are Gen Xers.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> yep,
0: fa- fair enough. <laughs> says, also, some some great grandmas of today are Gen Xers. Uh, fair enough.
1: That's also fair.
0: <laughs> T- twerking all over social media currently. Yeah. Yep. yep. And then and,
1: we do things uh, here in Jackson, like have the twerk fest.
0: Yes. So. And uh, Rick texts in on the gear text line, says, what generation came up with it is what it is? That's a horrible way to look at things. No fix that don't settle. I, I look, I am as guilty. I look at life like it is what it is. It's how I get through the day. Yeah. Uh, Shay says, go look up micro generations carved out for us, gen Egg senials 77 to 83. We grew up analog and our, and our adolescence was digital. Yeah. It's a weird, it is. We, yeah. by the time it got 17, 18, 19, 20, there's the world wide web. You've right. got mail.
1: Well, and I'm not one of those people that's going to be like, oh, it was so hard back then before we had the internet. No, it was easier and I liked it better. I'm going to go ahead and say that. So, there and, it is. Uh,
0: Derek clarifies for us on the Guns and Gear text. And I says, Gen X is from 65 to 80. hmm So, but there there are okay. some, you can find several different, depends on who's telling that story. Sure. But I, I'm with Derek there. I think it's 65 to about 80, you know. i I'm not going to tell somebody who's a year younger than me, you're not a Gen Xer.
1: Right. Well, and so. I think a lot of it, it's not just about, you know, when you were born. I think those on the cusp, it's also about kind of which attitude you have or, you know, kind of like I think you could be 82 and be more Gen X than millennials. Sure, oh, sure. You, you can know, have an older kind of soul thing, for so. sure. Yeah.
0: Depends <laughs> on how you were raised. Absolutely. You know, I think people in more rural areas, and I consider Jackson, believe it or not, rural compared to, say, New York City or sure. down or Atlanta or something like that. I think. People who are raised more metropolitan would probably lean more toward being a millennial.
1: Absolutely. And people
0: who are raised more rural would probably be more Gen X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, Sylvia chimes in with a good one here. She goes, FedEx is going to have to be like Loomis and have armed guards. <laughs> yeah. 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 Must well, see. John chimes in and says, can't sue the city if they can't find someone guilty. Are you going back to the Anthony Fox stuff? Oh, yeah. Stuff? Sure. Yep. Uh Chad says, I don't set anyone up these days. That's a quick way to lose friends.
1: 100%. Good call.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh Dustin says, met my wife on Facebook. If I hadn't slid in her DM, probably still be single and poor. Take a leap, be friends after you meet them online. I look, I'm a I am a fr- I am a supporter of the sliding in the DMs. Mm-hmm. but of somebody you know not the complete stranger slide in
1: i think there's a way to do it that everyone's not doing you know some people think it's as simple as sending a message that says hey like i'm not gonna if you just write me hey or send me like the little high hand or whatever like i'm I'm not gonna answer you <laughs> like have come with something bring your game but don't just like it's like back in what the early 2000s when it'd be like sup no
0: talk about no. something. No. Right. Yeah, you know, have have a have something to talk about. Right. You know, talk about a post I made or a post she made or yeah. you know, have something other than I'm coming in hot.
1: And you know, it's uh, so I can say this for my single friends, my single female friends, one of the biggest problems that we all complain about is guys who can't carry a text conversation. And that goes to Facebook DMs, too. Like, when you are sending me one word or when, you know, you say WID and I tell you, like, oh, well, I went to the grocery store this morning and I got these things and I'm going to try and grill some stuff. If I tell you that I'm going to try and grill some stuff, there may be a chance I'm trying to get you to say, oh, I'd love to come help, I'll, you know, whatever. Or, I, I, you know, you're making me some something like that. But instead, 90% of American males right now will write back, cool. And okay. then you just okay. sit there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then you sit there like, is it going to follow up with something? Like I, I, I threw the line out there and nothing happens. <laughs> so the problem is I don't think women should have to be the aggressors, but when we are, you know, it's like guys are too lazy to even realize like she just made it easy for me. You know?
0: Yeah. No, I have definitely learned to attempt to take the hints mm-hmm. and the worst you're going to tell me is no.
1: Right No, And that's the thing. Like if I, if I didn't mean that I'd be like, Oh, ha No, I've got friends coming over. Like the girl is going to make it easy on both of you if if she didn't mean that. Yeah, if, but
0: if you tell me your kids aren't home tonight, I'm going to ask you if you want to come over.
1: See, I mean, and and I don't have kids, so I've never used that one. But yeah. yes, guys, like a lot of times, instead of cool, try answering with a full sentence that is relevant to what she just said, and you're going to get a lot more headway. I promise.
0: I like it. Let's take a phone call here. Hey, caller, you on there?
4: <laughs> I might disagree y'all on that one. I've had girls. I'll talk, You don't ever take. Just call and talk to me on the phone. I ain't got time to be sitting there getting into big long conversations back and forth. I understand it and everything. Let me just sit down and write a letter and mail it to you.
1: No, see, and I agree with you. A phone conversation is better, but we live in a world where everyone is busy all the time. So sometimes right. that text conversation is going to be a better way to to just at least maintain contact.
4: And a lot of times, I have free time to Big text, so I'm driving down the road, so I can't do that.
1: Right, right. <laughs> no,
0: I mean, there, there's time and place for everything.
1: Sure.
4: 100%. Yeah, and, and, I, and that's what I always like about, you know, you can talk to the phone talk now, but a lot of times, just get them words jumbled up. Hmm.
2: Uh-huh. I've
4: mm-hmm. had that happen before, because I didn't read it and just send it like, what would you just say? Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean for that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they well, didn't well, understand my redneck butt. You know? I
0: can carry on a conversation in text just fine. My problem is, I'm a very sarcastic individual. Yeah. Very dry sometimes and it does not translate to text quite like it should and i come across sure. rude and sometimes i have to go back and say that was a joke by the way
4: yeah i'm the same way clay that's reason i was i tell them i, I just call me i don't you know unless it's just something short and sweet you know quick hey i'm gonna be later, something like yeah but like i just cannot get into the texting and the long conversations yeah, i mean i was with a company one time and we had company phones and this dude had six hours of texting. and they was like when did you work <laughs> <laughs> a to his question. girlfriend six yeah. straight hours of texting. I'm like
1: <laughs> and and to be honest as a as a female i I don't want somebody texting me for six hours all day long like what? check in with me but like no I have work to do you know no,
4: I'm, thank I'm t- you and I understand there's places and time for work and you can't talk on the phone all the time but you know and i I can get it but you know i, I just can't Get into those long conversations on texting. Just call and talk to me.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and are you Gen X? Yes. I think that's one of the things we do, too, because I would rather, you know, in many cases, I'd rather talk than text. If I have to text, okay. But, again, don't don't come with weak text game if you're going to make me text.
4: Right. Like I said, I'd rather sit down and write a letter. That way you can talk about it and mail it to her, because I, when I tried that dating games, doing that meeting and getting all that, I just say, you know what? heck with this i mean I, I i'm confined with being single and I, I can i can just be by myself
1: yeah
4: i mean i get it i understand it but there, you know it's just a time and place for all this yeah because it's a busy world now you know and then on the weekends i want to be doing a just call and talk to me
1: 100 <laughs> percent. appreciate it Chris. Right,
4: thanks. Y- y'all be good you too Bye. brother
0: all right, let's take a break real quick. You're listening to The Clay Edwards Show, live in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios with Therese Apel from DarkHorsePressNow.com. We'll be right back after this break on One of the Rules, baby. Welcome back in to The Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. Therese? Yes. How would you like $10,000 a month guaranteed income and not have to work?
1: Don't do this to me, Clay. <laughs> you can't toy with my emotions like that.
0: I think I have found us a presidential candidate.
1: Oh, Are they going to give us that money?
0: He is. His name is, I wrote it down here, Robbie Wells. He's running as independent, and he wants to create a creative society. We're creative content makers, right? We
1: are. We're content creators. We're already there.
0: Let's uh, let's listen to his pitch to be our next president. I know we don't do politics, but this is different.
1: But I need to know about this $10,000 a month.
0: And he swears inflation will not go up. Okay. I want to hear this. This is Robbie Wells. Let's go, Robbie. Oops! Hold on.
1: <laughs> he doesn't have much to say yet, but he's coming.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you got to on these Facebook things. You got to click the X, and then and, you got to get the. And thing you got to start right back over. This is Radio Gold right here, guys. Okay,
1: right.
5: American, an unconditional basic income of ten thousand dollars a month. There will be no inflation, and even more than that, I guarantee that once we move into the creative society, all debt. Will be canceled. And of course, there will be no utility bills, no energy bills, and everyone is guaranteed free housing. The Creative Society is a whole different world built on the value of human life. And because of this, we will quickly fix and resolve all climate issues. I'm the only one who can do it because I have the Creative Society behind me. Now, I've decided to run for president as an independent candidate because I can't run from just one part of the American people. I can't divide the country. I want to unite it. I'm sorry, but right now in America, party affiliation is akin to religion. If born into a Republican family, you have to be a Republican. If born into a Democrat family, you have to be a Democrat. And it can get pretty idiotic sometimes. Who is not seeing this phenomenon where people stopped communicating and friendships when they learned that they had different political views? I am for a united party, united Americans, united America, and that says it all. And I'm for bringing the nation together, and I'm all for this being the last election of politicians in America, because there shouldn't be any politicians. They are the ones who are ruining you and destroying you. No one has done more damage to you than politicians. When a politician speaks on your behalf, he is simply manipulating your opinion. And even if the majority disagrees with him, there's nothing you can do. We elected him, and he does what he wants to you. We can't even punish him. And when you... The people have power. You are the ones who decide. And that's why I'm running for president to give you your power back. By supporting me, you're supporting yourself it's in over the first the place. Over, Not some candidate. Don't give your power over yourself over, to anyone else. <laughs> Do I?
1: The music's over, Robbie.
5: <laughs> you must keep the power. And I will be the guarantor of that. We all <laughs> deserve to live in a society With self-government that allows us to make our own decisions and determine our own destinies. I am running for president of the United States of America to give power back to the Americans. Power to the people. Okay, Uh,
1: so the problem that I have is that instead of akin, he said akin. He said something was akin to whatever, and I—I I forgot the whole sentence. But <laughs> it's akin, like when something's akin to something else, it means they're alike or they're related. Not akin—that means your back hurts.
0: Well, true, <laughs> true enough. He, um, so he says a lot of things that I that I think we can all agree on. But anybody that refers to to things as a society,
1: mm, yeah. I, a, 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 that sounds, a, that sounds <laughs> a lot like
0: communism to me.
1: Right. Well, and of course, my thought was like, that's what Jim Jones people thought. We're yeah. a society. And he even gave us these nice Kool-Aid cups.
0: I mean, we're going to get ten thousand dollars a month. Inflation is not going to go up, and nobody's got to pay any more energy bills.
1: Right. Right. Okay. And while you're not paying your energy bills, you're going to ride your unicorn to your palace. And how? How do you ride a unicorn? No, no, no. Very I mean, like, right, how?
0: How do you do this? <laughs> I mean, we learned if we learned nothing else during COVID. We learned that you cannot give people free money not to work. Mm-hmm. It does not work.
1: No, I mean no, because now people are even crappier workers than they were before.
0: Exactly. And here, here's what I was talking to a friend last night, talking about this. I said, you know, what, what ends up happening is you, when you don't reward people for greatness, there's no, there's no drive to be great. Right. What? Where's the next invent, great invention come from? Mm-hmm. You know, if there's no reward. To be great, like no, you've plateaued. You got your ten thousand dollars a month. Now be creative and make stuff. Right. Like, well, what if I was already making twenty grand a month? I mean, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but I got more friends that make ten grand a month already than I don't. Mm -hmm. You know, so while that's a hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, ain't that much money? I mean, you can live comfortably, you know, if you live within your means, but it ain't that much money at the end of the day.
1: Look, if that's not a lot of money to you, like. <laughs> get uh, me a job, man. <laughs>
0: sell cars. The car the car business pays well. Yeah. Um. So, but my point being, there's a lot more people that make way more money than that. And you're so do they still get to make their twenty thousand a month, or mm-hmm. is this one of those tax the rich to death schemes? And uh, I seem to co at ten thousand dollars a month. Who's going to get up and go change oil? Yeah. Who's gonna Who's gonna do the things? You know, the entry level jobs. Who's going to get Thomas's fast food for him at McDonald's?
1: Right. Well, and I'm thinking, so The a lot of the rural areas um, where people are raised, you know, like on farms, and, you know, there's still some semblance of, like, Grandpa takes Grandson out and they work on the car together and stuff like that. I mean, I, I believe that'll still exist because I think there's a, a subsection of America that that is part of how it's they're culture. raised. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's quite, yeah, there's gonna be people that just do that because that's what they're interested in. But do they just do it for themselves, not for? Right. You know, like Joe's garage, ain't got to be Joe's garage. I, Joe's gotten ten grand a month, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna fix my carburetor.
1: Yeah, well, and the thing is, too, if you've got ten thousand dollars guaranteed per month, you know what happens to, um, you know. Uh, I'm thinking a lot of that's going to go to drugs. I'm thinking a lot of it's going to go to partying. You know, when you think about people who come into a big amount of money all at once and they, mine, they squander it. You know? Mine would. Yeah, I mean, I
0: mean, I mean so you mean tell me, I can, I can stay high and drunk, and I'm gonna get my ten thousand dollars a month no matter what, right. and no inflation is going to go. Up, so I'll still be able to, we'll be able to lock it all in at the price that we got it right now. I don't have to be responsible. Yeah. The Sunday scaries ain't chasing me into Monday because I ain't got to go to work. I can just drink some more. I mean, I'm just telling you how an addict thinks here, right? You know, yeah. Come on, man. But it just—I just—I thought I'd play it for humor, but now I'm just actually <laughs> starting to get mad about it. Well, because you know, nothing it, good comes from it. It's
1: like those memes on Facebook where it's got a picture of this secluded cabin, and it's like, could you live here without your cell phone and no internet for three months for three million dollars? I'm like, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, like, like I'll do it. Would would,
0: would would you stab your best friend for fifty million dollars, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> take one for the team
1: right right you know, so, yeah. 20 of it's yours buddy <laughs> I'd, I'd stab my
0: well i guess i've got to be careful this could use be used against me in a, later in a court of law right you said that you would we
1: have it here on this recorded podcast
0: all right let's take our last break of the day come back land the plane with therese get ready for hour number three with the folks from kelly's green it's our grow your nose show all learning all about medical marijuana here in Mississippi. We'll be right back live in the Mack Hike Studios. This is The Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back in to The Clay Edwards Show. Hey guys, you're looking for something to do this weekend. Battlefield Drag Strip out in Collinsville, Mississippi. Having another huge race this weekend. Yep. And you should go out there. It's going to be good family fun. They had their huge spring takeover event this past Saturday, massive turnout. I saw all the pictures and stuff. My buddy Mickey Shaw took his uh, junior drags out there for his kids to drag race, and it was just a good old time. This upcoming weekend, they got the battle on the field is what they're calling it. Um, looks like <clears throat> daily driver class pays up to $3,000. Uh, let's see here. Um, daily, whatever daily driver N.A. means, uh, they're paying 3000 Daily driver P.A., and paying another three thousand, and a small tire is paying three thousand dollars to win. You can go to the Facebook page and check it all out. Battlefield Drag Strip. It's got the flyer there. I think I shared the flyer also to the Save Jackson page. Uh, check it out. Uh, they got their test and tune night on Friday nights. It's ten dollars for spectators. Kids under kids under twelve get in free. I think it's forty dollars to race, bro. You can't go to the movies for that.
1: Right, exactly. And,
0: and if you have a designated driver and you aren't drag racing, you can take your own cooler little beer in there mm-hmm. and have a grand old time.
1: Yep. And it's a good thing you can do with your kids that, like, builds bonds, and you can do it outside and all the things that kids need, you know.
0: A- absolutely. So get out there and uh, go support Garrett and the team there at Battlefield Drag Strip in Collinsville, Mississippi. It's only 90 minutes east of Jackson, all interstate. So it ain't like going down to Hattiesburg and get stopped at a dozen red lights between here and there or more. And uh, So just jump on 20, head east, get off at Chunky, and it'll take you straight there to Collinsville Drag Strip. Therese, thank you for coming in today.
1: Glad to do it.
0: Uh, coming up next, I've got Kelly Williams with Kelly's Green coming in for our Grow Your Know show. going to learn all about medical marijuana in Mississippi. We're going to talk today about the cities like Clinton uh, opting out and the elections to continue to stay opted out. And learn a little bit more about the medical marijuana industry. Therese, I will see you next week. Thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. We'll see you next week.
0: Podcast will be available here shortly. Keep Anthony Fox in your prayers, man. We got to get him out of uh, this situation. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB.